right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the first, uh, I guess, episode of the third try at this fucking podcast. This has been the well, this has been the longest running piece of content in in has been sports history. We've just killed it like three times. It's like it started off as the roadie sound check, and then we killed that. We rebranded it to the Nashville sound check, and then uh, schedule and just doing the live screen or live footage, whatever, just got complicated. So now it is back as an audio podcast. You can find us live on Periscope. Uh, I don't think we've set a date. Oh, yeah. Co-host, by the way. Uh, Travis, go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. Hi, I'm uh, Travis Poole. What's Where can up? we find you on Twitter? Oh, uh, at NSC Guru. Awesome, man. So, yeah, we'll be here every week. Um, I don't think we've set a definite date uh, or day of the week where we're going to do this, but we're going to try to get a pod out every week. Um, if not... We'll, we'll move stuff around. We'll get guest hosts on. I know stuff comes up. Both me and you have busy schedules with work and whatnot. But we will uh, get this out on a consistent basis. We won't make the same mistake we've made two times in a row. Um, and, yeah, check us out uh, live on whatever day we pick, but live on either Periscope via our Twitter, uh, Twitch, which that makes us money, so it would help a lot if you went there at Twitch or twitch.com. Oh my god twitch.tv slash has been games um or alternatively this also also helps a lot you can search has been sports on apple podcast and that is where all of our podcasts that we put out is are conveniently listed um i know a lot of a lot of companies or production studios whatever you want to call them have a different uh listing for each individual pod we're trying to just put it all in one spot um, just so it's easy to find all of it. So yeah, go there. You can listen to this pod. You can listen to uh, quality content with a little bit of everything. You can listen to Fed Talk, which is a food review podcast. And then we have some other stuff coming down the pipe. So Travis, let's get into this thing, man. Um, I know we talked a little bit about doing kind of a free-flowing pod, talking about how we got introduced into the club, or the history of the club and that sort of stuff. So tell me, what was your first introduction point into the club? How did you learn about it? And like, how long ago was that? When did you, when did you uh, birth your fandom into Nashville SC? Ooh, okay, yeah. It actually goes uh, back to actually 2013 to the MPSL days. Yeah, man. I actually didn't know what was going on at the time. Uh, I had a friend that was like a couple grades older than me, and he was going to try out for uh, NFC for their like inaugural yeah, season, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, they had those, we had those open tryouts. Uh, I think it was Rose Park. Days. Rose Park. Yeah, dude, I was there. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I swung by and uh, I didn't play because I'm awful, but I was there. <laughs> I watched. Yeah, I was still in high school. I was like, I'm not about to do this. But, uh, <laughs> I went there. I thought it was just you know your local like rec teams and stuff. You go to try yeah. out whatever. Ooh, and, guess uh, dog. Oh, hello. Yeah, excuse me. Dog is being very barky today. If you're a frequent of has been sports uh, content, he does this every single podcast. So, uh, third co-host Marley uh, may chime in every now and again. But keep going, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no. Uh, my friend was trying out. He told me to swing on by, and I decided to come down and visit him. And I I noticed it wasn't just your normal rec league tryouts or anything, because uh, all the you know professional looking coaches and and uh, we actually had some fans. Sitting up in the bleachers that had, I, I 
can't remember the roadie sign already. Yeah. All right. There was, was there was a. It's not the the one they have now, but it was like it was, it was there was like a roadie's logo, and then it was just like in the worst like font ever. It was like, like typed out the website production roadies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it looked like it was put together in like paint. Like it was bad. Yeah. It it, it was. It was. <laughs> I love it. Going back and looking at those photos, I love it. But like it was compared to what we have now. It was, it's funny to see where we, where we started. Oh where yeah. We come. We've definitely upgraded a lot of the equipment and stuff. Yeah. But, I noticed it was just different when I saw like five to six people up there already watching tryouts. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is not your normal rec league like yeah. team you're trying out for. And um, my friend got a couple callbacks and uh, to where he kept coming back for tryouts and uh, he didn't make it unfortunately. But no, he again. Hey, he's a part of the club's history. Club legend. Club legend. <laughs> yeah, he's a club legend. Uh, no, but he gave me a schedule for the team and I said, yeah. okay, well I'm, I'm gonna come check this out and. I slowly ended up falling in love. I never, I didn't actually join the supporters group though. I kind of, yeah. I sat off to the side and just enjoyed it like, like a normal, like casual viewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a couple years went by, then USL announcement hit. Yeah, and man. As soon as that hit, it seems like MLS came, and I was like, okay, this. Dude, is all it, it happens so fast, and it's crazy. I kind of want to, I kind of want to go back to to my introduction, and we'll we'll keep the ball rolling. But I, I. Um, had followed has has been sports which formerly uh chris jones that started the first amateur team uh used to run and you know now it's under me but uh chris jones i i followed him via that right and he kind of put this out idea out on twitter whatever it kind of kind of started to snowball and um from that i was like oh this is interesting but i didn't really buy in yet because like one i didn't know him personally at the time um and two, I I didn't quite believe that it would it pick up the speed it did. Yeah. Um. When I really bought in was, I think it was just before those tryouts. The MLS actually did a article, uh, on then Nashville FC, um, about how they were trying to set up this fan-owned football team, soccer team, um, and it was you 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 would pay in you'd get voting membership you would get all this sort of stuff and it was like a whole unique thing and they kind of laid it all out how it was set up and really that was the the moment for me where i was like oh this is legit because like major league soccer is not going to do an article on someone who's running like a pyramid scheme trying to get your money right so at that point i'm like in so i think i was like season ticket holder like 102 or something like that i was yeah, yeah. i was just barely i barely missed the double digits in the in the season ticket holder uh number line but uh, I jumped in pretty early, and then from then on, man, I was I was I joined. Uh, I actually didn't join the roadies right away. Really, I was one of the first couple dozen members, but I didn't join the roadies right away. There was another um, supporters group that lived for like half a season called uh, the Yellow Hammer, started by uh, I can't remember his last name, but it is JK something. I can't remember his last name. His name is JK. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> um, and when that started, that was the first one I came across. Um, and it was actually previously a, a supporter group for a, uh, another amateur club in town that merged with Nashville SC. So I was kind of following them. So I joined that first and I went to their first meeting and realized, uh, and I love JK to death. I hadn't seen him in years, but I love him to death. Um, realized it was really just me and him. And then a few other people who were already roadies showed up and I was like, well, this has more momentum. I'm going to, I'm going to jump over, you know, whatever. Um, and I remain kind of neutral, but I've been I've been I've been a roadie since then. I mean, he kind of 
tailed off of running that supporter group. And then the roadies were the prominent supporter group for years. Um, so I jumped in with them. And then from that, I was volunteering with the club or, you know, any, any chance I can get and uh, ended up being the club's first uh, social media guy outside of Chris Jones, the, the oh, founder so of the club. you ran Nashville FC, like, yeah. Twitter and stuff. So I ran the Twitter and the – I think we had a Snapchat and kind of a, a Instagram. It wasn't really that big of a priority, but we had one. Did you run Facebook a, as well? Did you run Jonesy's hair account? I did not. I wish <laughs> I wish I could take credit for that. But yeah, I, I did that all the way up until the USL announcement. I actually live tweeted the USL announcement, and for like a couple weeks after that, and then obviously I was still in college, and they were hiring staff, and it was no longer an amateur team, so yeah. I didn't stay on. But it was it was a great experience. It was great to see the club build from the beginning. Um, but I kind of want to get into how quickly everything grew and how crazy it is to see it go from. You know how it started with a as an amateur club playing against just regional teams, playing against Chattanooga, playing against Knoxville, uh, Memphis later on, Birmingham, New Orleans. Yeah. Going from that to being a USL team, and then almost fucking immediately just rockets into into MLS. Yeah, um, I honestly feel like it was so quick. I didn't get to enjoy USL. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad we were kind of fast-tracked into, into MLS. And let's face it, we were. Yeah, we were yeah, fast-tracked we into MLS were. because we had attendance at, at national team games and whatever games at yeah. Nissan, and then we had two billionaire owners. So, yeah, and Nashville's a destination yeah, city. So. so we were fast-tracked. But I kind of sort of wish that we would have had one year in USL where we weren't looking ahead two to three seasons. Well, where, yeah, like pre-MLS announcement. Like we'd be sitting there like, we're a USL team. We didn't necessarily know we're getting MLS. Yeah. So we can kind of, I guess, bask in the moment. Yeah, it, it would have been, I mean, it was satisfying no matter what. It would have been more satisfying if we could have could have sat back and enjoyed the USL for at least a season a little longer. Um, and I, it, it, it was a great experience being in the USL. And I know we, I mean, we, we established rivalries there. We established uh, kind of a friendly rivalry with Atlanta that looks like it's carrying over and we established probably our most heated rivalry yet even though it's the we I mean from between Nashville and Cincinnati fans to Nashville that's our most heated rivalry rivalry I'll guarantee you Cincinnati will always hate Columbus more and I understand it yeah if if there was like Nashville and I don't know like if Memphis went to the MLS somehow we'd probably hate it I would I would be it'd be Memphis immediately but right now how things are looking up based off of history and interactions between fans that for Nashville fans, the Cincinnati Nashville is like the hate rivalry and the Nashville Atlanta is kind of like the like, it was like hey, Southern hospitality hey, brother, rivalry. Like, yeah. Wanna- like we, uh, the, when they, when the MLS team came here for our first friendly at first Tennessee park, Nashville fans and Atlanta fans were singing fuck, uh, uh, fuck Orlando in no, the in the yeah, bar like yeah, yeah. we're all like we're all buddy buddy it was fine and that's how it always starts i know it, something's gonna happen either on the field or on twitter Joseph or Martinez in the stands or something yeah and then it's gonna it's gonna go downhill but for right now that looks how it's kind of gonna kind of gonna stay um but just looking back on on the uh the full history of the club what were some of your uh your favorite moments pre i guess not counting any of the MLS stuff. So USL and back. What were some of your favorite moments that you witnessed as a fan from essentially the beginning? Well, I know um, 
One was actually getting to meet. Uh, it was uh, Guillermo Las Lasgano, I believe it was, his mm-hmm. name was, back in NPSL. Yep. Watching him, he was probably my favorite defender on the team. Actually, got to meet him and talk to him, and uh, of course, Elliot Goodwin, <clears throat> Cheshire Cat. Yeah, uh, man, <laughs> what a dude. But my, I think my favorite USL most recent memory comes to mind uh, would either be that thriller three to three draw at the end of the season against Cincinnati because that was just overall an amazing game. Dude, that was crazy. Just for both sides to just overall enjoy. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate Cameron Lancaster scoring a banger this past season. Dude, at Hartford, that was insane. At Hartford, because I had drove 17 hours with yeah. our boy Denzel and three other guys in a car, and for him to come out and just hit a shot like that to, you know, guarantee us a victory, not making the trip worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't drive for 17 hours for a draw. Yeah. I appreciate that, but – Speaking of driving 17 miles or 17 hours for a draw, or dri- driving 17, 17 hours, excuse me, for a match in general, uh, Nathan on Twitch asked, uh, "Are you coming? Are you planning on coming to Portland for our match against the Timbers?" I know I am. I don't know what's your travel. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of a inconvenient year to join. Dog. <laughs> Bad dog. Kind of an inconvenient year to join MLS. I just graduated college. Yeah, and no, I'm I feel that. Getting married, so I got a lot to save up for. But I, I really plan on making it to Portland. Yeah, uh, it's one of more. I want to say lively atmospheres in MLS. It's so until Nashville came around and I I ditched Portland as like my team cuz Portland was as, as since I started watching soccer it was like 2009, 2010. Yeah. Um which is when a lot of people our age started watching honestly. Yeah. Um I, since then I've been a Portland fan hardcore. Um until about I'm going to say 2015 uh, was still a Portland fan. I'd say to this day, I still hope Portland does well. Um, but right around 2015 is when I'm like hardcore Nashville SC, FC then, now SC. Uh, and and as long as as long as Portland isn't in, isn't in Nashville's way, I hope they do well. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if they play Nashville, fuck them. And <laughs> and I, I'm beyond excited to go see that ex- see that atmosphere, experience how. One of the more prestigious clubs uh, in North America. I'm not even going to say just the just the United States. In North America in general, uh, handles game day. How the fan atmosphere is. I, I want to experience all of that. And Their supporter culture is amazing. Yeah, I'm excited to see how how that goes down and and kind of see what we can bring back. And I know Nashville is is taking a fair amount of people there. It's not a planned trip. It's not something that the supporters groups have put together, but just talking to people. Uh, just individuals. We're have a fair amount of people there. Yeah. Um, and I think there's going to be a, a for the destination cities. There's going to be a, a decent amount, at least on the West Coast. Uh, there's going to be a, you know a handful of, of NSC fans at all of them. I know I know a bunch of people going to both LA games. I know a bunch of people going to Seattle. And then I'm excited for uh, for our more regional trips. And what sucks about when and how we joined MLS is uh, that we are stuck in the fucking Western Conference where everything yeah. is so... Or, yeah, Western Conference where everything's so spread out, it makes driving to almost any of those games damn near impossible. Unless um, you want to drive eight hours. Yeah. The like, closest one. <laughs> I, I know I, I know for a fact we're going to take a fuck ton of people to Cincinnati. That's just... it's happening. That's a given. Yeah, Based, yeah. I, 
everyone I've talked to at any of these events that we've had prior to the season, it's been that's that's the game circled on our calendar. We're going to that, and we'll figure out the other ones. Isn't Miami coming to us? Yeah, yeah. So we if don't if, to. if if Miami wasn't going to us, coming to us, I would have gone to Miami. I mean, I have, same here. Yeah. I have places I can stay there, and I might end up going to Dallas because I have family all over Texas. I'm, I'm going to Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, that's, that's another one. That's another that's big a club one. Uh, I I supported before Nashville got MLS. Yeah. I was like, I like them. I like what they've done. How they're that small market feel, but yeah. they've made the most of everything they've had. Yeah, and been successful at doing it. Doing it. So I respect the hell out of them and uh, wish them good luck this season. But when it comes to playing us, I wish. Uh, got a comment from Patty in the uh, on the Twitch. And if you want to interact with us live during the show at any point on any of our podcasts, uh, please go follow us on Twitch and interact there. I know we do simul stream this over on uh, Periscope and on Twitter. Uh, and this will go up on, on uh, iTunes later. But uh, Twitch, it helps us financially. We get some ad revenue from that. Um, you can subscribe there. That helps us a lot. Dogs can bark. Um, but, yeah, Patty, I've read your comments. I, I just uh, was, uh, was ignoring the first one because I was trying to get my dog to be quiet. But, yeah, uh, love you, Patty. Uh, come with us to Portland if you want to, buddy. But uh, going into just some more, some more traditions and memories that have come up since you know 2013 i i love how organic um the roadies kind of like traditions and what they do and not just the road it was the it was only the roadies for such a long time yeah, yeah but then the assembly assembly came in at the beginning of the usl and now we have like four others uh the heaters uh the gold brigade the uh the uh some other ones is the, that a, is that a, a Mainly our Hispanic fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that though. I like that. I'm that. trying to remember the names of the other ones. Dang it! It's like Eastern Front, Eastern Front, Music uh, City, Music City supporters, supporters, and I think that's all we have at at the moment. But I love how all of the traditions have been so organic, and like, I we get a lot of flack from other supporters, other fan bases, people overseas, whatever, who haven't really watched a lot of games, haven't been at the games, whatever, for being. At times, cookie cut or whatever. Like on that on that uh, bus trip, uh, people were like pointing out that we did like the "We Love You Nashville" chant or whatever. And it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's very generic. It's dogs wrestling with Travis right now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, that's very generic, but it was it was very much like they, the dude on the bus was like, "Okay, start chanting now." And we're just like, "Oh shit, okay." And we did whatever came first, but. So the traditions that popped up, like the Bohemian Rhapsody thing, is my favorite story. Oh, was that? We were like, what game was it? Because we it were was, in the middle of rain. I can't was, remember who we were playing. All I remember was it Red Bulls. It was uh, Red Bulls too. It might have been. It was either Red Bulls or like uh, Swope Park or something. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was a rain delay, thirty fifth minute, and <laughs> everyone was just bored sitting around, and or sorry, thirtieth minute dog. Uh, everyone was just sitting around hanging out, and. For some reason, Ben just started singing Bohemian Rhapsody, and everyone joined in, and it was awesome, and it was fun. And that game, we won on a last-second banger goal. Uh, it was like ninety-fourth minute, ninety-third, yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety-fourth. We minute. have a lot of walk-off. We have goals. a lot of them, uh, and it was it was awesome, right? And it was either the next game or a couple games later, or whatever. 
Uh, there was no rain delay, but in the 30th minute, at the exact same point in the game, we started seeing a Bohemian Rhapsody again as a fuck you to Steven. Because he, Steven was like, <laughs> he, trying, hates it. He, hates he, it. he hated it at first. He loves it now. But he was like, there was kind of a natural, like, lull in the chant. Like, there's times that in every game for every team where it's like, he hit okay, a lull. This yeah, time it's like, okay. all right, uh, drums play, let's take like a 20 second break and then. Uh, go back into it. Yeah, and go back into it. And and Ben, again, exact same time of the game, started seeing a Bohemian Rhapsody. And Steven was, like, pointing at him to stop. So everyone was like, ha-ha, fuck you, and started singing along <laughs> with him. And uh, at that moment, it just spread throughout the supporter sections to other part of the stadium, and it was awesome. It, it took off, and it sounded amazing. And then uh, that game, again, 93rd-minute banger. I think that one was to draw. Yeah, but yeah. it was still a 93rd minute goal to give us a. Was point it the, the Charleston game. deflection by Bolu Akinyoti? It might have been. Yeah, I it think. might have been. I think what, one of those two was a draw and one of them was a win. I think, or they may have both been wins. All yeah. I remember is a 93rd, 94th minute banger that uh, s- sealed the game for us. And after that, uh, it was like right, we have to do this every time. Like one sounded great. Two, it's worked for two games in a row. Uh, well, I know for one, like we were in arcs at the time, our supporter section was near the family section. Yeah. And they love, we, we, we went from Bohemian Rhapsody. We sang journey and I can't remember what yeah. we, we hit some other classics and they're just looking over us. Someone filming us singing it. Some were just laughing. Yeah. Someone sing along with it. I was yeah. like, all right, they're enjoying this. Yeah. So. But I think it was a fun, just fun atmosphere. It, we just, we had fun. It's, you know? it's, I like to see – I think every supporter group, every new supporter group, every new soccer culture in the United States, right, the starting point is always the American Outlaws, mm-hmm. like, for how they do things. That's how it always – it seems to be how it is for a lot of people, with the exception of Miami, but they just culturally are different. They, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, they, a lot of their chants are in Spanish. It's amazing. I love it. I, yeah, I love how they incorporate that. Um, but for – the most part, from my point of view, from what I've seen, a lot of new soccer cities, the starting point for how they chant, sing, whatever is the American Outlaws. Whatever and chance they use, you transition that to your club, exactly. insert your and, club's name. And slowly, since 2013, 2014, Nashville's added stuff that is uniquely us, that is 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 different in how and how we support or whatever. And to see how that slowly changed, like Bohemian Rhapsody. We've taken stuff from, like, Dutch teams. We've taken stuff yeah. from, like, Middle Eastern teams. Western Sydney. Western Sydney. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've picked them to pick chants and songs and whatever, dances from the Dutch team from all over the world um, and, and mix that in with, again, the starting point, which was the American Outlaws and how they've done stuff for years. Um, and it, it's created, so far, a very – just a welcoming awesome atmosphere oh, yeah. in, in the supporter section the, the supporters end of the stadium and i'm excited to see what the next evolution of that is in mls and i'm not quite sure what that's going to be and we can go into predictions if you have if you if you have anything that like, yeah, yeah. Um, what what are some some big clubs or some big supporters groups that like you you look at and like that's how i want nashville to be or well, like i want to take <laughs> something out of that you on, know? honestly um i've looked at a lot of like I know it's like the English uh, football like supporters st- stands and sections. Yeah, they have a, a lot of chance. Now, I'm not saying being very derogatory towards players, like you know, some reports have come out of Italy yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But I like to do the chants directed towards like 
Guzan, like yeah. do a Harry Potter chance because he looks like Voldemort or something. I, you when, know, when we played when we played Atlanta. Um, every time Guzan touched the ball, Aaron Grisham, who's usually on our uh, quality content podcast and our Fed Talk podcast, every time he touched the ball, top of his lungs would just scream, "Bald, bald!" <laughs> like just, just as bald. loud as he can, just yell "bald" every time. He, it was great. It's like I love how both Nashville soccer and Nashville hockey. It's like we're gonna target one of you, and just we're gonna make you. you cry. And just pick on that. Yeah. I do. I do love. The incorporation of the Preds goalie chant. Yeah. It sounds amazing in soccer. It does. Just in the stadium itself because it, it echoes a lot louder than you hear. In, like, it's funny because inside of a stadium yeah, yeah, arena, yeah. but it, it sounds awesome. It, it echoes really well. And I think the the initial reason for doing that, and this was like I think a year one decision by the roadies, was people in Nashville are brand new to soccer, right? Yeah. Um. We want they wanted to give them a sense of familiarity in the stands, and it's like everyone knows what's going on at Preds games. They know what the chant, they know all the words to the chant, they know what's happening. Yeah. So like, people all the time would come up and be like, "Hey, we have no idea what you're chanting. It's awesome." And like they would learn <laughs> over time. Yeah, but yeah. that's one where everyone, no matter who they are, if you've lived in Nashville for more than a year, you know what's going on during yeah, yeah. that chant. It's the intensity. It like it's the intensity on the you suck. Yeah, everyone, because everyone knows the chance that they can join join in on it. Even like the people in the casual seating area, well, you hear them yelling it. Yeah, but so, I, I think that's awesome to incorporate. Cause, you know, everyone, I think everyone in Nashville is essentially a hockey fan. Yeah, with the, with the Preds and everything. So incorporating them into it. Yeah, and I think since the beginning of the club, it's been interesting to see how the ties between. Uh, Nashville soccer fans and and Nashville hockey fans. It's been it's been a lot of them are the same group of people. I mean, everyone yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a roadie is the same group of people. But it's interesting to see how the roadies and the backline or whatever and cell block three hundred three have had. They've they, there's been a lot of crossover there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested to see what happens. We've take we've borrowed chance from them. I cannot wait for the day they where Koibig is, is echoing through uh, Bridgestone. Bridgestone Arena. Oh, that would be amazing. It would be badass. It'll happen one day. It'll happen one day. Speaking of uh, talking about how the crossover between Preds and Nashville SC fans, yeah. I know for a fact the first season we had uh, our USL team, yeah. we played at Nissan Stadium twice. Both times, and I think it was over 18K came. Yeah. And I looked around. A lot of people were in Preds gear. Yeah, and, and it's just no Preds game. They say, "Hey, let's check out uh, soccer." And of course, they don't have any soccer gear, so they came and watched. And they they loved it. Yeah, I mean, I think they both ended in draws. But. I think it was oh, dude. <laughs> so until this year, we we had never scored in Nissan Stadium, and until no one's this ever year. scored on us. That's the yeah. funniest thing. That's 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 a that's a good that's a glass half full way to look at it. <laughs> uh, but that first game that first the USL Pittsburgh opener, Pittsburgh yeah. yeah if we would have blown the doors off of that the Lebo Maloto scissor kick that almost was that would have been insane if we would have, if we would have scored in that first game i think and i'll, I'll be a realist here our usl attendance numbers were i'm not going to they were average for usl yeah for usl average. they were average um i think that first season if we would have scored or blown the doors out in that first game we would have led the league in attendance. I know. I know for uh, I was watching a video actually, just reminiscing on USL days, rip. Uh, but I was watching the game in that corner that came in from Justin Davis to Lebo Maloto on that yeah. scissor kick. That was 
just cleared off the line last minute. Yeah. You looked around the stadium. It was yellow. T- it was like terrible towel. Dude, it was great. And I was like, this atmosphere was amazing. Just seeing everyone stand up going, oh, Dude, waving it's, their towels. It's going to be that on like steroids come next month for the home oh, yeah. I, I looked at a lot of people have gotten their tickets today like yeah. for that game. I'm, I've said this since they announced when the home opener was. There's going to be a big contingent of Atlanta fans there. It's going to happen. I mean, yeah, they're established I think no matter what, however many tickets the club wants to sell to that game, Mm -hmm. if they opened up the full stadium, I think they would get damn near close to selling it out. Oh, yeah. Based off of how many Atlanta fans are going to come, how many Nashville fans are curious and going to check it out. And and that first game atmosphere – it's gonna be interesting. And Nashville's a walk-up city too. Yeah. So it's I, going it's going to be very interesting because it's gonna be two supporter sections battling back and forth across the stadium. Yeah. Um and it's it's going to be it's gonna be a rivalry atmosphere that the city hasn't felt since we beat the Blackhawks in in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not the hate's not gonna be there, but the, the atmosphere itself, how it feels in the stadium. Uh it's it's going to be that sort of atmosphere because everyone's so excited for this. <laughs> I am not a Cincy fan. I think I like to thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Pause on the entire conversation. I defended your ass. Uh, let let what the fuck was up with the, the this is a Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati stan account now. Okay, what the okay. fuck was going okay, on? Okay, okay, let me let me give some backstory. Okay, I work two jobs now, and one of them is at Walmart, and I think you all know my distaste for Walmart and yeah. me working there. So I decided I wasn't going to do anything that day, so I was just chilling there, and I was like, you know what? Let's get Twitter going. Yeah. You know, cause nothing- <laughs> just, you just dropped a match and some gasoline is what <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, I was like, nothing's going on right now. Let's just stop. I don't love FCC. <laughs> Travis <laughs> loves FCC in all caps in the chat. No, but no, I was like, you know what? What can make Nashville fans freak out and Cincinnati fans be just so really surprised? And I, I think Dan from Cincinnati commented, Are you okay, bud? Like, just really confused. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's make some pro Cincinnati posts. And now I'll never hear the end of it. You will never. Like, <laughs> I, so that that dumb, stupid VeggieTales meme that I saved, the, the Bob the tomato caught you <laughs> sinning. Is like exclusively for you now. I saved it for like whenever I see it deemed necessary, but now I'm just it's it's whenever I see you doing something naughty like I that on Twitter, you're getting the tomato. I should get a t shirt. Like I say, Hey, I'm getting this Chattanooga <laughs> F C jersey and you're just gonna post that on there. So. Oh god. God dude. But I'm okay, here's what I'm interested in seeing, right? So it, you mentioned you mentioned uh, F- or Chattanooga FC, right? Yeah, yeah. That was our our very first rival in MPSL, and it kind of started off how we started off with Atlanta, very friendly, whatever, and then it got more heated, kind of like as the years had gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then we moved leagues, and and it kind of it fizzled out because we never played them, whatever. They, they still, still take jabs here. Chattanooga hooligans too, still take jabs. There's here. jabs back and forth every now and again, but the the mass majority of so- uh, Nashville soccer fans now don't really know they don't know the the history of that rivalry and they probably don't really know that that ever existed right um which is a shame i'm intrigued to see how Nashville SC will be received in both Memphis and 
and uh, Chattanooga. I feel like Chattanooga has more of a tie to Atlanta yeah, than they yeah. do to Nashville. Because I know there's a, I know with Atlanta being established first in MLS, there's an overlap in Tennesseans yeah. and being Atlanta fans. Because I know several people yeah. where I live, which is like an hour away from Nashville, yeah. a lot of them are Atlanta fans. There's a, My indoor place has a team named Atlanta United. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a little all right. But, yeah. you know, but I think there's going to be overlap with, like, you can like, like, Memphis and be like Nashville's my MLS team because yeah. I know there's a lot of that. Here I know a lot of it. people are doing that. I've, I mean, I, I've heard some people from all over, like Louisville, Chattanooga, whatever. They said they're gonna, they're not gonna be Nashville fans, but like they'll go to games, they'll check it out. It's like it's major league soccer close to where it's, you live. Yeah, it's you know, a top tier. Um, and like I know a lot of Louisville fans. Every now and again, like Wyatt will every now and again go check out a FC Cincinnati game. Mostly he'll, he'll just definitely check out Nashville just to Cincinnati. watch a game, right? Um, so I'm excited. I'm intrigued to see over the years how that kind of changes from if if that changes from just like a casual fandom you want to check out a game to like actually being Nashville fans uh, because we <laughs> dog stop because we actually saw that with uh, Detroit fans in Nashville for for hockey yeah, where yeah. for years I mean years there was so many fucking Detroit Red Wing fans in Nashville. And over time, as the team got better and they lived in Nashville longer or whatever, their, their, they slowly reliant, their, their, their alliance has kind of moved. Yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that kind of I works think for out. Tennesseans, it, that'll definitely happen. Now, like fans like you got Patty and Wyatt, they're, yeah. they're going to be diehard Louisville regardless, but they'll check out Nashville. But like as far as like Tennessee – base teams with Bur- not Bur- I'll say Birmingham for some reason. Yeah. But Birmingham fans did say they check us out when I was down there. So I think I think we have an unofficial fan reliance with or fan alliance with Birmingham at this point because we showed up to cheer against the team they were playing <laughs> when we needed them to lose. Honestly, I like Birmingham. I like yeah. that 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 little city they got going. I like Birmingham because they have a fucking Whataburger. <laughs> I like the fact that they do their little iron forging whenever yeah. they win and stuff. Yeah. I think that's awesome. But uh, it, I, I think I, I've said this on, on another podcast. I was on the tailgate show. Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, the tailgate podcast, whatever. Um, if one of you guys is listening, drop your link in the chat uh, a couple months ago. And I was saying that this is going to take time. It's yeah. not like the Titans. It's not like the NFL where they dropped a team in Nashville and they said, here you go. Well, that's American football. Exactly. Like, it's, it's American football. It's the NFL. No matter what's – any city in America, you drop a team there, there's going to be an immediate huge fan base. Yeah. I think it's going to be just like – not necessarily just like the Preds because Preds were, got threatened to get relocated like in 06 yeah. or something. I think it'll be like the Preds, but a little more accelerated, a little yeah. faster. Because there's a there's a more connection here with soccer. We have one of the largest like youth yeah. like academies around in Tennessee, and kids can connect to playing soccer more than hockey necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I think so. With the Preds, the I think we'll skip. We should ideally knock on wood. Skip all the bullshit ownership stuff they went through. Um, but I think you're right. Where it's gonna it's gonna take time for the rabid fan base to grow. There's always gonna there's always gonna be like we already have a pretty decent chunk to start off with, and it's yeah. growing every day of just rabid fans and then casual fans as well. But what what happened with the Preds 
was they did not hit their stride and just like absolutely having like the best fan base in the NHL, one of the best fan bases in the NHL, selling out an entire season. They did not hit that stride. That came until, with time. Yeah, yeah, until about 15, 10, 15 seasons in, right? Maybe uh, probably about fifteen. And and what happened there was the kids that grew up, like our age group, kids that grew up with the Preds, that all they ever knew was Nashville had a hockey team, that they went to games as a kid, fell in love with it. They grew up, they got uh, income that they, the the first thing that they used their disposable income on was to get season tickets to the Preds. And once that happened, it's a never-ending chain of just that happening for generations and generations. And, And... that's kind of how the Preds have leveled out to the to the level that they are now, and um, it's going to take time with Nashville SC. It's going to be it's going to be. I I have no doubt that the attendance is going to be okay. It's not going to be. It's we're not. I don't think we're going to be Atlanta. Prove me wrong. But I'm a hundred percent okay with what SKC brings. Yeah, eighteen thousand. That that's my preferred yeah. for a stadium. But yeah. I know with all the things we have going with uh you know letting Vanderbilt play there and having other concerts and venue like for our venue but um I think we'll hit around 18 anywhere from 18 to 20k just because Nashville being a small market soccer yeah area just like you know Kansas City is uh I'm not expecting you know 72,000 people just like Atlanta yeah that's, that's unheard of I think I think we will get we will have a couple big games this year that will get a shit ton of attendance, right? I think the first game will be a oh with Atlanta, it's, shit it's, ton. It's gonna be massive. Um, but I think I th- every step of the way in MPSL, in PDL, in uh, USL, and now in MLS, every step of the way we've been right in the middle for average attendance. We've been yeah. just average. Every league we've been in, it was like okay, we're average in MPSL. Average yeah, USL. it's it's it, we've we've always made the appropriate bump up in attendance each step of the way. That, um, yeah, they I make th- a good point right there. L.A. teams, they just have Chicharito yeah. coming from L.A. Galaxy and uh, Vela from LAFC. Yeah. We have a huge uh, Hispanic population here in Tennessee, and I already know a ton of people at the indoor place I play at yeah. have said when Chicharito comes or when da- – oh, Carlos Vela, yeah, comes. I'm I'm coming. I'm I'm like, why not yeah. come regularly? Like, just show up before that. Yeah, but they want to see their. You know, I understand. Yeah, no, I get national it. teams. I I've I've been waiting patiently, waiting, and it still could happen. I don't know who, but I've been patiently waiting for a a big like Latin uh, designated player to show up in Nashville. Um, I mean, again, we have all up and down the roster a bunch of Hispanic players, a bunch of Latin players. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Rios, Randall Leal. All you know, all sorts. Of, you can go through the roster and find your guy uh, from whatever you know, from whatever region. We have German players. We have. Uh, yeah. Well, I know Randall. Yeah, Le- uh, not Nigeria. Um, Ghanaian players. Ghanaian, yeah. We we have American play like from anywhere in the world. You yeah. can find somebody. But I'm waiting for with how and, and I've been wanting this for a while with how big of a Latin population we have in Nashville. Mm. I I I. Re- I knew it wasn't gonna happen. I kind of wanted Chicharito. Like I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I wanted it. Like it, w- you know how fucking massive it would have been if we got oh, him. Yeah. Or oh, the rumors, Ochoa. Yeah, Ochoa. If a, <laughs> I, I would have freaked the fuck out if a, Ochoa would have been treated like a god here. <clears throat> would you rather us use a DP slot on a goalkeeper to get Ochoa, 
that you could use the DP slot for a field player. I'd rather use it on a field player. I think I think you'd you'd uh choose a field player DP forever uh star star power name to get people in seats. So right now and and again, <clears throat> finding the the big star name Latin player that I don't know who would be who's available, who we could get would be great for marketing. Yeah, but definitely. Looking at the team itself, I like how they've wise. started to build it. I think they're building for sustainability. I don't think they're trying to make trying to strike for a champion for a championship right out the gate. I think they're trying to if it happens, it happens. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But I think they're trying to be competitive and build from there. They're trying to go the opposite direction that FC Cincinnati went. <clears throat> and uh, I I've liked how they've built the team so far and they still have I think they have one more D P well, slot, right? Uh, they technically right now the Rendell Leal is uh, marked as a young DP. Yeah. But Jacobs has said he's gonna. They plan on using Tam to buy his contract down to where they still have two slots left. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and I I guarantee I they're probably in talks with someone right now to try to sign yeah. soon. But I guarantee you, about halfway through the season, something's gonna pop up. Someone's gonna pop up that we will snag and we won't even expect it. If what we, a, we're not gonna sit on two empty slots for that long. Yeah. They're. It, either summer window or right before season starts. I know I've heard what I've heard from like places like what Ben Wright would say on like Twitter and like club and country is that what the club's plans are are to <clears throat> go into the preseason, assess what they have currently. Yeah. Like as far as strikers with Den Lati, Baji, and Rios, and see if they say like say Rios goes into preseason and just lights it up. Yeah. No need to spend that much money on a DP when you have a striker who just came in and lit it up. When he's like, he's almost on a league minimum for yeah. pay, so you can use that DP for something else other than a striker. But then they said also, say they go into preseason and they do struggle with their strikers they have, then then that's when they'll splash cash on a striker. Yeah, and I do like that plan. It, you can save money. Say Rios does ball out, and say, yeah. okay, we found our guy. I think I think Rios is young enough, talented enough to to be a a really good player in MLS. Yeah. We've just not seen him against that caliber of defense yet, that caliber of keeper yet. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. So I, I I haven't thought about it that way, but I think you're right. I think they're going to try to test out what they have at the, the forward position first. Yeah, and I look at it, Rios too. Like He's had two seasons in USL. He came from Chivas. He was on loan yeah. in North Carolina, then we bought him. Yeah. In both seasons, he hit 20 goals. Yeah. And that's not something, I guess, to overlook because then a lot of people are comparing him to what Christian Ramirez yeah. is right now. And he's not a bad striker. He might be a good a guy to hold that position position and fill it, almost like a, a Dom Dwyer back in his SKC days, yeah. not with Orlando because he's pretty bad with yeah, Orlando now. Garbo. But he might be the guy to hold it over for a little bit before you get that or yeah. maybe just a guy for the future and be like he just progresses really well and you know gets called back up to the mexican national team and yeah revitalizes his career it i so far I, I, how happy are you on a scale of one to ten we'll go yeah one to ten how do you feel about the nashville sc roster so far ten being like how atlanta came out like championship right away one being like FC Cincinnati's Garbo season this past year. How do you feel about how we look so far? And and this is just a guess. It's not like a yeah yeah. Uh, we're nothing you hear on this channel. Nothing you hear from anybody at has been is like an expert opinion at all. <laughs> we're just talking out of our ass at most times. So what's your what's your rating there? And I'll, I kind of have my thoughts as well. Well, mine is 
I I won't say we're not going to be like LAFC or yeah. Cincinnati. No, not Cincinnati. Oof. Yeah, I, if we're worse than Cincinnati, I will jump off a bridge. Delete the club. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I say, I'll say seven in the sense that I think we can sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. And I like what Rendo Leal is. He yeah. he's had comparisons of being Costa Rica's Chucky Lozano yeah. or Costa Rica's Christian Pulisic. He's he's their wonder kid and up and comer. Yeah. And if he transitions into what they're projecting him to be. That can be really good for us. So all a lot of us have to go off of right now is highlight reels we find of these players on YouTube. Yeah, and highlight reels are the best. Yeah, best it's, of the it's, best. You it's know? you know he's scoring a goal from ten yards outside the box. It doesn't happen all the time, but like yeah. it shows his potential to do these things. We can go look at stats or whatever. And, and the player I'm most excited to see how he gels with everyone is Hany Mokhtar. Oh yeah, like the dude. Based off of everything I've seen, and again, this is all off of highlights. Like I have to see the product on the field. I have to see how they 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 gel with each other. And honestly, this preseason, if if we have a losing record in this preseason, I'm still not worried because I think that's the time where they're gonna figure out what lineups and uh, it's what preseason for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who gels well with who? Who needs to be in what position? What formation? Uh, what lineups need to be run? Whatever. Um, but I think in almost any situation, if you put Hani Mukhtar out there with this team, he was going to ball out. And that's who I think is going to carry – that's who's going to be the face of this team, who's going to carry this team. And and I think him alone um, is going to make us competitive. I'm not – and again, make, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like you. I'm not saying we're going to even make the playoffs. I think we're yeah. going to be – just a mid-tier team competing for that last spot. We you, may you sneak, sneak in. in. You may just yeah. short. I think we're like – my rating would be like a six or seven. I'd say closer to a six because we still have those DP slots left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we sign one more big player, then maybe then we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think they're going to take this preseason and the first part of the season and kind of figure out what's going on. And then, like like you've said, uh, use one or two of those, those available – openings and bring in another big player don't know who it is don't yeah. know who it could be what and uh, honestly don't know where the needs are right now because we feel just about everything with yeah. what appears on paper to be at least decent talent yeah what uh what position are you most comfortable with at the moment <sighs> i mean i think i think he, i think gary's done a good job of putting a lot of of talent and, and experience on the on the back half of the field. I think he doesn't want to get blown out as the new team. Yeah. And that's and I think that's what he did with that's US, exactly what US, he did with USL. USL in first first uh, year. I mean, we didn't score a lot. No. But we were hard to score against. Yeah. And I, I think I think he's gonna take the exact same approach he did in USL. In the first year of USL, the team was built not to lose. Yeah. It wasn't built to win. It was built not to lose. In second year, we we couldn't stop scoring. Yeah, like we were we were top five in scoring and defense. Yeah, I think, and it's it's how Gary's always <laughs> been. He'll he'll build the the team defensively first. Yeah, and then he'll go out and find pieces from there. And and it looks like he's kind of already started to find the offensive pieces he likes. And again, we have to see this all on the field. Yeah, but last uh, first season USL, I mean, we didn't well. We kind of like iffy on the striker situation as well, but we had Tucker Hume and Brandon Allen, yeah. and Rapapa wasn't fit, yeah. and he also didn't start Allen Win, and he was turns out this year was like our one of our best offensive yeah. weapons. And I, I think how Allen Win matured on the field so quickly is awesome to see from the first year of USL until now. Yeah, and I'm excited to see if I mean he's I don't think I don't think we're gonna plug him in in MLS and him be a. No. Uh, uh, 
a, a huge difference maker for us. But I think he's going to be that wonder sub, kind of like where Papa was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in USL, off, that will come on the him. field, be faster than everybody, be, and have the energy because he's been, you know, been hanging out on the bench for the first 60 minutes, first 70 minutes. Yes, and that's crazy. And he's going to fucking just blitz past somebody <laughs> on the right side of the field uh, and, and just get a wide, either a wide open shot or cross it over to whoever's on the other side. Yeah. Um, which has really always been his, his specialty anyways. I think he's going to be our wonder sub in MLS. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the roster does. I, I don't know – I don't quite know what to expect yet. I haven't seen them gel. I haven't seen them play together. I'm kind of hoping the club streams some of these preseason games so we can at least get yeah. a sense of it, but I also understand why they wouldn't. Yeah, get all eyes on them yeah. see what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, in the chat, we are getting requests to talk about the jerseys and the jersey <coughs> release party. Um, were you at the party? I don't think I saw you there. Yeah, I, I was there. Okay. I, 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 no, I did. I did. I yeah, ran you into see. you when you were coming in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you were walking late. a mile and a half to get into the back of the yeah, line. Yeah, that line was, for, even, hey, even when I got to the back of the line, yeah. that line still wrapped around the block. Yeah. It was in, they turned people away at the door. Did you know that? They turned people away? Yeah. It's crazy. I, that I was one of the last people to get in. So and, it's official now. That not only did that party have, and that not only did that line in that party have more people than we did at any of our MPSL games, it had more people than we did at some of our USL games. <laughs> like, it, it, it was insane. That, that venue holds like 5,000 people. It, it, it's insane that people came out just to see a jersey. And yeah. a jersey that was already leaked. It's like. You know what's funny? We. So I was at the front of the line, right? I was I got there early. I I had kind of figured that we're gonna get a same situation that we had at the uh, the expansion draft, where the mm-hmm. doors were just open anyways, and you can go in early, whatever. Yeah, they said no, you're waiting. <laughs> yeah, which is good. It was be- it was better that they cleared the club out and and were able to set everything up because that expansion draft, while it was fun, I was told by a lot of people that showed up there early, there was like regular just normal tourists and patrons there eating their food, hanging out, and they were very confused by everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, 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 they learned, they handled this event better. Uh, but I, I'm, I forgot what my original point was. I, I, I'm, I like how they set the thing up. Oh, yeah, here's what I was getting at originally. Was I was at the front of the line, so I got there early, hanging out. And I can't tell you how many fucking people i don't know why i have the the face or the appearance that i can answer all your questions because everyone came to me like all the tourists and all the all the people that had no idea what was going on came to me it was asked to ask what was all going on walking by on the street yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like they would come up and be like hey why what is this line for what the hell's going on and i could tell i could tell who lived in nashville and who who was a tourist based off of their yeah, reply yeah. to what i said um if I, because when I was like, oh, it's a, it's a Jersey release party slash like roster meet and greet, whatever, uh, tourist would be like, you guys have a soccer team and yeah, you have yeah, this yeah. many fans. What the hell? <laughs> like, because like the tourists, they had, most of them coming to, you know, Nashville, they probably don't follow soccer. They're, they're probably they're just for coming for parties. You know? Yeah. They're coming <laughs> for bachelorette parties or country music or whatever. So it blew all of their minds. And then all of the uh, the people I could tell lived there or worked on the street or whatever. When they asked, like, "Oh yeah, I heard about this." <laughs> yeah. Shit. And like they would like look back at the line that stretched for like, fucking ever. Damn, like, yeah. Like, there's a, I know. Okay. I, I saw one uh, one reaction from an older gentleman. 
which I could kind of gauge his reaction and knew he stood in the fairground situation. Oh, no, this guy. <laughs> he, uh, he looked up. He kind of had a questionable look on his face. Saw Nashville soccer. He read Nashville <laughs> soccer out right on his lips. And he goes, oh. like he shrugged his shoulders. I was like, all right. Oh, <laughs> I, it was one guy, though. So not Did, that was this, one guy the whole this crowd that happened. walked by. That, so that man, that man has existed for every single team that's come to Nashville. Dude, when the Titans came here? to Nashville, people didn't want the stadium built there. Like, yeah. when, when the Predators came to Nashville, it was like, why do we want this Yankee-ass high ice sport in Nashville? What? <laughs> and, and then, you know, soccer, we're getting the exact same thing now. And, it, and like I said, with, with, specifically, with specifically hockey, it's going to take some time. That guy will either go to a game, see how fun it is. The atmosphere for the Predators converted so many people. I, I, think, think, the I think that's what we got to do. It's going to convert a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it, over time, that will change. But, yeah, the, the line and the, just before the event even started, it was, it, the, the atmosphere there was just so fucking fun. Like, uh, once, once a lot of the, the core roadies got there, like I noticed a couple chants started echoing up and down the street, which was a super cool thing to see. Yeah. Um, just for, and it was legitimately just for a Jersey reveal. Yeah. And it's then, insane. It's like, you, you kind of got to meet the players like, Hey, how are you? To yeah. whatever, but that, but essentially you have sit there and watch the jerseys coming, uh, unveiled. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say uh, props to uh, some of the Cincinnati fans that commented on the photo I posted of the line. Yeah, they were actually like, "Hey, that's good on good job." Yeah. Like, uh, so the last two major things that the club has done, that the fans in the club have done, that mm-hmm. bus trip to to go meet Jack when he was drafted. Yeah, yeah. and and the <sighs> the 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 jersey reveal, overwhelmingly on Twitter and on every social media, like positive like holy shit you guys know how to throw i, a I know the bus thing espn fc taylor twelman fox soccer uh copa 90 yeah all the major accounts were like yo look what nashville just did yeah and i thought oh, that's good that's good exposure too yeah. right there i mean it's i mean for the last two very very public like supporter soccer culture in nashville move things we've done has gotten nothing but positive press and and what those two experiences have taught me, and I think Clay uh, on the pharmaceutical soccer podcast, everyone knows Clay. He's like the club's historian at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's- um, <laughs> he said on Twitter after the the draft thing went down that what we need to take away from that experience, outside of it being awesome, being a cool thing we did for this kid, whatever, that no matter what the club does, no matter what the fans do. No matter how good it is, there will be a sect of fans in every single fan base that will try to shit on what you're doing and try to make it look like you are not true fans, that you are not supporting your team or the city or whatever in the right way, and they're just going to be trolls no matter what. Oh, there's and just to ignore them, and that's kind of what I've. Knowing me, I take the bait. I like to be salty and and toxic sometimes. I just troll for the most part. (laughs) Yeah, for the most part, I, I I've kind of started to take that 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 response to things where it's like okay if you can't say that getting two buses full of people at four in the morning on a work day with two days notice to drive two states over say hi to a draft pick eat red robin and come home isn't like fucking awesome you're dumb you're just dumb like there's like, no promises of anything else it's like yeah. hey get on this bus go to they didn't even like, tell us where we were going it's like go to st louis and 
Eat we Red knew, Robins. <laughs> we knew we were either going to St. Louis or Carolina. We didn't know where. We, they yeah. just load us on a bus. You know, we signed we signed a, a non-disclosure agreement until the event was over, and then they drove us somewhere. Um, and and it it was it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And there's people saying that like it was it was oh the club paid for the bus like no shit they did like the club paid for stuff we're doing that's cool um let's see trust uh sorry reading the chat yeah yeah, yeah. uh trust me i run sg social media and i deal with all the idiots too dude i feel you there i've i i work in social media full time and it's just like ignore it most time you just have to ignore them i i go on other social media like other sgs and troll them and when i see people trolling us so yeah. it's okay yeah i get, you're I get a reta- designated troll i get the retaliation no uh i think that let's go back to the jerseys though like ultimately <laughs> yeah okay the jerseys themselves go ahead and give your opinion and the rundown on everything and i, I, I okay i look at i don't think it's gold first off but i i, I do like it i mean yeah Personally, I like a clean, just simple jersey, yeah. rather than some extravagant that takes away from the, yeah, you know, the, I, the game itself. But, yeah, uh, it could have been better. Like, I think I give my analysis before on Twitter. Could have been better. Yeah, could have been a lot worse. Yes, we've seen a lot worse. Yeah, um, I like it. Seeing, uh, seeing it in person made me like it. Yeah, because I saw the first picture. I was like, eh, on Twitter and um. But seeing it in person, I realized okay, this isn't bad. And I saw the I like the font MLS is going with that's with the numbers and I think the font on the jerseys saved the entire kit. It clean it it's sharp honestly. I, I don't like I'm like you. I the jersey I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I'm it's, buy, it's our club. I'm We're gonna, gonna buy well, it. yeah, they could put they could the jersey could just be <laughs> thousands of pictures of a collage like a collage of little turds and I'd buy it. Um. But I'm gonna buy the kit no matter what. But I, 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 I knew going into it, and I, I had hopes that this wasn't gonna be the case. But I knew going into it that the club was gonna go as simple as possible Minimalist, yeah. for this first kit because that is a jersey that is gonna sell, um, and it's not gonna it's not gonna you know rock the jukebox too much. It's not gonna. It's not going to rock the boat. Excuse me. I just quoted an Alan Jackson song. Um, it's not going to rock, rock the boat too much. It's not going <coughs> to. Excuse me. It, it's no one. No one's going to look at that and say they hate it. So if you're yeah. a Nashville fan in season one, you probably buy it. You say, like, okay, yeah, it's Jersey. Yeah. I, I like this play. Like, I know we have a lot of Costa Rican yeah. uh, internationals and they see Randall Leal. Exactly. It's Jersey. You know, you'll, you'll get a lot of hardcores buy, buying the, the Jersey right off the bat. And then as casual fans start to make connections with players, kind of like we saw in the USL, you start so like saw a USL, lot of Taylor Washington yeah, jerseys. Yeah, you started, started seeing a lot of Washington jerseys, a lot of Rapapa jerseys, Daniel Rios jerseys. And a lot of people, when those white, I mean, when not the white jerseys, when the yellow jersey, the gold jerseys came out last year, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I wasn't in love with them, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of people weren't, but you people bought them to support the team, and you, they, as they made connections with players, more jerseys, they would, they, would, they would buy more. Um, and I think that exact thing is going to happen. And I think it's a strategic move by the club to get the crest and the and the colors and Be everything simple out with there. it to get just like 
get just, the casual fan wanting, I'll buy it. Yeah. And a lot of casual fans don't know about the extravagance of what soccer jersey patterns are. Yeah. And like, what you see with forward Madison and stuff. So. Yeah, so I think I think you'll have, and they still haven't revealed the away. It's not really an I away. I saw the it's shorts. The, the shorts yeah. are navy blue. So I, I, I can guarantee it's just going to be all navy blue like we had the first year. And I, I do think they'll uh, some clubs alternate the shorts with the – Dude, the and navy blue the, shorts with, with the, the 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 gold top would look so badass. It, it looked clean. It almost yeah. looked like Bronby, where uh, Mukhtar came from. Yeah, dude. But uh, it's a good color combination. I'm not it gonna is. complain. One hundred percent. I and and the thing that again, like I said, the thing that saved the jersey for me that makes it a badass. Like for me, I love the kit. And the thing yeah. that saved it was the 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 number font and how everything it was looks. Cl- oh, it was clean. It I just looks so it. fucking good. I think we first saw it when uh, Cincinnati announced a player, and I was like, is that the font they're going with? Because yeah. that's a pretty cool font. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Then it confirmed it because I have actually Leal as in my wallpaper with his yeah, jersey. Yeah. I was like, that's it, it's pretty clean. I'm definitely getting that jersey. Yeah, so I'm excited. And the one thing I would say about what I took away from the reveal, and like how you said, it's not gold. Um, I Whatever shade of yellow they put out there, yeah, it's gold to me. We're going to call it gold. We're yeah, going to yeah. call it gold. Um I the club I guarantee the club wanted to go with the gold we already had, but there's I think like Columbus and and LA LA, LA uh, Galaxy and a few other teams. I that do same, believe one hundred percent that MLS had a say in what color combination. I we guarantee they did. It's one hundred percent. I guarantee they did. Um, so the front office wisely, uh, to not piss off the entire fan base they currently have. Just went with as close as they could get. Yeah. Within the Adidas uh, color template. Yeah, because they, they, I mean, they wouldn't ask for our feedback on what they th- would think. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to keep the boys in gold? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, that, fuck you. No. The, I, the club has done a very good job of listening to, within reason, listening to criticism and, and what – and how how the fans want things to be like the two major uh, worries for everyone going into MLS was they're going to change the name from Nashville SC to something just lame like it, it confused a lot of the casual City, FC sporting music we what didn't about ten ten SC yeah, yeah. we <laughs> or change it from gold yeah those were the two things that as a whole the supporter base said are unacceptable. I think a lot of it had to do with you're going to confuse the hell out of casual fans. Yeah. You wouldn't change it crest did that enough. They're like, well, why'd you have to? A lot of people don't understand why we had to change it. It's copyright. Yeah. USL owns that. Yeah. The rights that USL logo. That's, how we, that's why we had to change it the first time when it was Nashville FC. Yeah, we had uh, slightly changed the title. We, of had, we had to change the, the logo and then the title because of a pending lawsuit. With, it was a whole thing. But it the change from USL to MLS was natural, had to happen, and the club did a very good job of being upfront and saying and showing that they are not going to change the core identity of the club. Yeah, it will, and they said it in giant fucking letters uh, behind Hani Mukhtar on the stage, forever gold. Like, yeah, I, the the excuse me, the uh, the shade of the yellow, gold, whatever may change it will be gold forever they put it in words behind our entire yeah. roster in front of five thousand people <laughs> watching a jersey reveal like 
they listen. And then at the at the branding reveal, they were like, they even said it. They even said as much. But they were like, you told us you wanted a strong English name, is how uh, Ian worded it, yeah. and to be the boys in gold. And we've given you both of those. And then they revealed the crest, which everyone I mean, has their yeah, opinions yeah, on. Yeah, you have Chelsea uh, Football Club. You have Liverpool Football Club. It's yeah, like, it's a, it's an English thing. And it's like yeah. That's what we and, wanted, and we got it. So. And, and the only reason we're not still football club was because of a lawsuit. Yeah, it would still be that way if that. And lawsuit you don't want to confuse. Happen. You know, you're, we're in the south, and not a lot of people yeah. understand. So you know, call it soccer. You know, but I, I'm I'm glad that we've stuck to that, and like, yeah, stuff will change here and there, and like, no matter what, I'm at the I'm at the point with this soccer club that I they could do if if they don't do those two things, if they don't change the name of the club, and they don't change the the boys in gold. Identity, scheme, identity, anything to do, I'm fine with it. Like I, I'll voice my displeasure in things, yeah. but they will never lose my fandom as long as they don't do those two things. Yeah, I know a lot of us voice our displeasure at the beginning because we we expected, you know, as far as marketing and promotion to hit the ground running. Yeah, but it it took a minute. And it did take a minute. A lot of us voice just uh, our displeasure with like they're missing, like say Antioch. You know, you know, you saw me. T- how many people commented Antioch underneath their posts? So it's it's not like we're all like yes men with the club. We have voiced displeasures, yeah. but ultimately the club has a, like it may take them some time, but have eventually come in around come around and done the right thing. Like they've gone to Antioch and they actually one of the guys that was actually there to like give out the stickers and magnets and stuff and hang out with the people of yeah. Antioch had told I think it was DJ I can't remember that. It was their best crowd they've had. Yeah, and Antioch's one of the most diverse places around Nashville, so I wouldn't, I wasn't surprised when they said that. So I, I was like, I, uh, there's, there's been people, a lot of the front office of Nashville SC in the past year, year and a half has turned over. I know, a, almost a dozen people uh, from the USL ended up going to Tulsa. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and, and I think they had a sim. I think, if I if I heard correctly. Uh, I think I read like a news article or so, something. I read it somewhere that a lot of there's a lot of movement like that in the front office, mm-hmm. and I think because of that, they may have lagged behind in the marketing a little bit, which may hurt us. Yeah, and but, they did bring a lot of people that aren't from this area, exactly. In, so they probably don't know the area as much. But, but I think, I think now you can definitely tell with how the, the the lunch break thing they're doing and the two events they've had, uh, how they've really started to gain their momentum. So. I, I think they're moving in a right way with the marketing or whatever and, and slowly but surely building to uh, something we can all be proud of and, and building to starting to incorporate all these different uh, these different what, what, communities around the yeah. city. Um, I kind of want to quickly touch on – oh, uh, we had someone in the chat say, does your kit have the three stripes on the shoulder like we've seen on a lot of the other jerseys? It does not. It has, So it has the three stripes like along the, yeah, the, along the top Adidas. of the shoulder. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about, how like <laughs> I think there was one for Miami that leaves. I think every club has it. It's a, it's a 25-year anniversary for yeah. MLS. And I think that's what our uh, Navy kit will have. Probably. That, if you, I think every club has that. Because right. now that you mention it, the the two kits we saw for Miami, the dark one had the, had stripes, the stripes, and the and white, the white one white. did not. Yeah. So I'm now that you've mentioned that our our navy one will probably have the gold stripes. DC which, United's, uh, I think it was DC or Red Bulls. It was Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they had it as well. And I, I I'm gonna be in the minority here. I like that look. 
On um, some jerseys, I like it. Yeah, some I actually t- have a training kit. It's not for any club. It's just a, it's, it's, it's a normal training jersey, that. and it, it's just white with the black three stripes, and it's like my favorite shirt. So I think if they so put the, that on, yeah. on a Nashville jersey, I'm buying it. I think navy with that type of gold or yellow they have, yeah. I think that'll look good. Some jerseys I've seen it on, I'm just like, eh, that doesn't look too hot. Like, yeah. I don't know about that one, Chief. But yeah. I'm looking forward to see how it looks. Especially, I like the shorts that Dax McCarty was caught wearing. Yeah. With the, the navy. Was, that, was that taken down, like, immediately? No, it was on the MLS uh, media okay. media okay. day they had over in LA. I think. Yeah, I was surprised that that slipped out. To be honest, with how he's, well they he's kept. wearing like a luchador mask. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so I was like, "What is going on?" But yeah, man, uh, we've been going for a little bit here. Let's go ahead and end this one and save some of these topics for next week. Because I know we have about a month out now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So we got we got a little time to fill before we got games to talk about, which is going to be Ooh, that's fucking gonna be amazing. Big. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining in and listening. Uh, if you watched on or listen slash watch on Periscope or on Twitch, you guys are awesome. Make sure you follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash has been games, or, uh, you know, just follow us on Twitter at has been sports. Um, and then this will likely be out on, uh, iTunes either tomorrow or the next day. And, uh, you can find us there Just search has been sports and it has all of our podcasts there leave a review rate five stars um you guys are awesome thank you for joining in travis one more time where can they find you on twitter you can find me at nsc guru for all the memes and content <laughs> nashville sc all the dank memes he's spitting <laughs> my out dank on memes and my yeah. trolling of other fan bases it's it's like once a day at this point that you're just like let me let me drop a match into this bu- uh, bucket of I, I get bored at work sometimes i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, man. Well, thank you guys for jumping in. I'm going to uh, kick on some music here and let uh, that run out for a little bit. But thank you guys for joining in.